the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Todd Starn Show, sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals. There's never been a better time to invest in precious metals. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's favorite gun-toting, Bible-clinging, deplorable American. That's us! That's right! I love this American ride! Todd Starnes. Oh, yeah! All right, well, we survived whatever that was last night. Uh, One hour, 13 minutes of gobbledygoo. I, I don't know what happened. All I can tell you, ladies and gentlemen, is the state of our nation is apparently gibberish. Uh, hello, welcome to the program. Uh, we've got a lot to, to go through today and a lot, a lot to unravel. I will tell you, that was not a State of the Union address. Uh, that was a re-election campaign. That's what that was last night. So pretty clear to me that Biden is going to run for a second term. Whether or not the the Democrats want him to, that's not the issue anymore. This is whether or not the First Lady, Mrs. Dr. First Lady Jill Biden, wants her husband to run again because she still wants to be the First Lady of these great United States. So that's what we saw laid out there. Kamala Harris looked like she was in a hostage video sitting behind Joe Biden and at times her eyes bugging out by some of the things coming out of that man's mouth. And word around Washington is the sign language interpreter threw in the towel about a minute into the address. Uh, they're like, I'm, I'm done here. I can't. I don't know what to do. This is it. We're we're done here. I don't know what the guy's saying. I don't think anybody did. I I got a copy, an advanced copy of the president's speech, and I was going through it and uh, and and reading uh, this and that, uh, trying to get some understanding of where the president was going to go. The speech was meant to be about fifty minutes. It took him an hour and thirteen minutes to to get through that, and the guy was just incoherent. He, he started out somewhat, well, he some, started out somewhat staggered. And there was this video that, um, that showed the president leaving the, the White House, getting into the beast. And you could tell the poor guy was just shuffling his feet like he was some sort of a dementia rattled old man. No, I'm not saying that he's dementia. I'm just saying that's what he looked like. The, did you see the way he walked? He was literally shuffling his feet like someone with dementia, someone with senility would do. It was very odd, very odd. So anyway, uh, we've got a lot of audio to to play. We're going to be getting your reaction. Uh, There's a a new CNN poll out there that says well over 70% of you thought the president did a good job last night. Over 40% of Republicans uh, said that the, the president did a good job as well. What was your take? How do you think Sarah Huckabee Sanders did with the 
Republican rebuttal. I thought she buttled pretty darn well. And that's always a hard speech. And and go back to Marco Rubio with the glass of water where he was chugging water. Remember that debacle? And then you had Bobby Jindal, the governor of Louisiana. He was supposed to be the next darling of the Republicans. And the guy sped red through the entire speech. Nobody could understand what the guy was saying. He was talking so fast. But I thought Sarah Huckabee Sanders did a fine job. I, I She... She really did illustrate the point that the Republican Party is the party of the future. She is the youngest governor in America, 40 years old. President Biden, by comparison, is 80 years old. It was a rather striking comparison. So I'm curious to get your take on Biden and Sanders. Part of me wondered if Sanders was maybe maybe running for a vice presidential slot uh, on a Trump ticket. Could be, but I don't think so. 844-747-8868. Write down our toll-free telephone number. You're going to need that if you want to call in today. That's 844-747-8868. And the, the nice thing about Sarah Huckabee Sanders, she came right out of the gate, and she is delivering on every single one of her campaign promises to the good people of Arkansas. All of you Arkansans, as they call you, she's delivering on everything. Meanwhile, Joe Biden's up there, and he's literally lying, saying that Republicans want to take away Medicare and Social Security benefits. They want to push grandma over the edge of a cliff. No, no, that's just simply not true. And, and kudos to the Republicans who stood up, including Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene, who apparently went out and killed a polar bear and wrapped herself in it. Marjorie Taylor Greene standing up saying, liar, liar. It's true. It's just absolutely true. Somebody had to say it. It had to be done, ladies and gentlemen. It just had to be done. So we've got all of that. Uh, we're going to play some audio from the uh, from, from the speech last night. President Trump has a response to the State of the Union. I believe Bill Haggerty had a response. Everybody's got a response to the State of the Union. We're going to get through all of this today. May I? A couple of other things, and we don't have audio on this, but there was an incident on the floor of the House of Representatives last night. Did you see this? It was fascinating. There was Willard Mitt Romney. And he came across George Santos. Now, George Santos was planted. He was planted right there uh, on the um, on the, uh, the the front row where he was. Um, he everybody had to pass by George Santos. So it was that prime real estate. And George Santos, instead of being in the dark corner somewhere, which is where he should have been, instead of that, he was out front. So everybody coming in. There was the camera shot with George Santos, and he was trying to shake hands with as many senators as he could, and he also wanted to shake hands with the president of the United States. So anyway, uh, he tries to have a conversation with Romney, and Romney was having none of it and told the guy he ought to be embarrassed. Shame on you. And so then George Santos, after Romney turns his back, George Santos calls him a blank hole. Right there on the floor, a CBS reporter was there, saw it all go down. We all we saw the. If if only I was a lip reader, I could have I could have done this in real time. 
But it was ugly. And so Romney was asked about that afterwards. And he said, yeah, I, I, look, uh, the guy ought to be ashamed of himself. He says he's he, he called, you know, what is it? Santos says, oh, I'm an embellisher. Romney said, no, embellishing is saying you got an, an A plus when you got an A minus. He says, this guy didn't even go to college. Unbelievable. It was very fascinating. So there were some dust-ups there. Uh, MTG, by the way, walked to the Capitol building with a giant white balloon. They wouldn't let her in the building with it, but I thought it was. Look, I mean, it was a giant balloon, but i got to be honest with you. What is it, a couple of years ago when all the uh, the Democrat chicks, the I'm sorry, the representative ets, the lady reps, they all wore white together? I mean, it kind of looked like, you know. No, no, I'm not saying anybody's that large. I'm just saying it was a big balloon. It was a white balloon. Would have fit right in. All right, um, 844-747-8868. Now, our man in Washington, and many people don't know this, but the Todd Stearns Radio Program, we have a man in Washington, Paul Shanklin. Paul was there in the inner tombs of the Capitol building, and he was able to capture things that um, we were not able to see on television. We're going to be taking a listen to this. This is fascinating, fascinating, exclusive audio. Condensed version of Joe Biden's State of the Union. My fellow Americans, the State of the Union is strong. Our military is second to none. COVID restrictions have lifted our economy and our balloons cannot be stopped. Wait, I was thinking about the state of China, my family's most favored nation. You know, I may have to get a court order to go to the game, but the story of America, we don't believe anything about it except tonight. Lord Ford. I ran for president to make sure the economy works from the bottom up to the middle, to the out the door, to the left, for everyone, especially those who just walked across the border. Oh, that's terrible. I know a lot of you kid me about my dad and who he might have been. But unemployment is at a 50-year low if you take out all those people still sitting at home. Inflation is coming down as wages still haven't caught up. I know I've been criticized for it, but I'm going to say it again. I know that I've been criticized for it, but I'm going to say it. I, I, I drank water through lead pipes made in America. Too many people have been left behind and treated like they're invisible, just like Hunter's art clients. For example, too many people lie in bed like my dad wondering, what the hell is that kid thinking? I got total control of your insulin, and I'll make sure you get what's left of it. As my football coach once said, wear a helmet. Spending money under the Inflation Reduction Act is an existence existential threat. But we got to finish the job. Get it up there, Joe. Some of my Republican friends want Social Security and Medicare to sunset. Here's my message to you out there. I know how unfair it is playing you for suckers, but this is Washington. Affordable child care, paid family leave, a living wage, clean underwear, and lots of other stuff that will never, ever come true. Clean underwear. Let's... Finish the job, except for that wall on the border that we opened up after COVID, because we need a crisis to to Barada Nikto. Look, folks, imagine that I've never had to walk. I talk 
with my son about getting pulled over by a cop for drugs or a mental health crisis. So let's remember the words of Tyler's mom. Tyler, it was Tyree, sir. Tyree. Uh, let's remember the world's watching. Hunter was willing to lose Putin as a client to support Ukraine, who was willing to pay out in Bitcoin. Ooh, I and that. I made it clear to President Xi that we are not a threat to China's balloons. Name me a world leader. Name me one. Name me one. But there's so much more we can do. Bullying, violence, trauma, ban personal data, being homeless in America. The State of the Union is hopeless. God help you all. I have two more years to go. nip a how does Shanklin do that? I don't. I I was going through the speech. I don't see any of that in the official speech. Maybe he was just winging it. I I, I don't know. All right, look. Uh, thank you, uh, our Washington correspondent Paul Shanklin. Hang tight if you're on the phones. We got to take a break. We're going right to your calls. 844-747-8868. Do you think the state of the nation is hopeless? This is the Todd Starn Show. The Biden administration has caused a financial crisis, and they don't have a clue how to fix it, folks. Our economy is in trouble, and you need to take steps to protect yourself. Now, if all your money is tied up in stocks, bonds, and traditional markets, you're vulnerable. Gold is one of the best ways to protect your retirement. No matter what happens, you own your gold. It's real, it's physical, and it's always been valuable since the dawn of time. Legacy Precious Metals is the company I trust for investing in gold. They can help you roll your retirement account into a gold-backed IRA where you still own the physical gold. They can also ship gold and precious metals safely and securely to your house. Did you know a million dollars worth of gold can fit in a shoebox? Call Legacy at 866-649-0304 or visit them online at LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's 866-649-0304 or visit them online at LegacyPMInvestments.com. Welcome back, everybody. Let's go to the phone lines. 844-747-8868. Uh, Suzanne in Georgia, WDUN, our great affiliate there. Hi, Suzanne. What did you think about the speeches last night? Well, the speech was what, you know, nobody was really that surprised, although it really does surprise me how the percentage goes to, for Biden. I just don't get it. But Sarah's rebuttal bought me a free ticket back on the Trump train. I was kind of going towards DeSantis, but she showcased the difference in decorum between the previous president and his first lady and the current president and his first lady. There's no comparison. And when Sarah was talking about, I didn't know this, that she had thyroid cancer. And I remember when she was running, there was criticism, even by local pundits, that why isn't she out there in the campaign trail? Nobody knows what goes on behind the scenes, but in our court, conservative court, we're decent people. This current administration is not. No, no, they're not, Suzanne. And and again, you know, President Trump going out there and there were some uh, several years ago, I was moderating a conversation and um, with uh, with Sarah and myself, we were oh, we were at Troop McConnell University, as a matter of fact. 
and and she recounted this moment when the the media was just brutal attacking her looks attacking her weight the whole it was just ugly stuff they would never do that to uh michelle obama they would never dare do that to michelle obama but sarah sanders was fair game and and president trump came up alongside of her and really encouraged her and affirmed her uh and and to let her know that he had her back and, and he did uh, and those are the things, again, you're right. We don't see those things that are happening, you know, behind scenes. Uh, but, but look, I, that's why I like Trump. I've seen how he operates behind the scenes, and uh, he's a good man. Yeah, and, and it, so really, um, brass tacks, I'm very hopeful. Oh, I, I am too. I'm very hopeful. And by the way, and Suzanne, thank you for that call. And by the way, folks, Trump actually shared some uh, some items on his True Social page yesterday. Uh, this is pretty interesting. There are some uh, rumors about Ron DeSantis when he was a school teacher. So DeSantis, a lot of people don't know this, but after DeSantis graduated college, uh, he taught school in Georgia for a year in Rome, Georgia, at the Darlington School, which is a private uh, private school, very beautiful campus. And um, there were some there were some photographs taken. Uh, they said that DeSantis would, you know, as a twenty three year old, would hang around with um, with the teens. And Trump shared that information um, last. So it's 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 about to get really spicy if DeSantis throws his uh, hat in the ring. I I'm just telling you, it's <laughs> people are asking questions. All right, let's go to Jim in Lakeland, Tennessee, listening to us on our flagship KWAM. Jim, what's up? Well, I listened to the speech last night, and you know they start that Social Security. They're going to take it away. They're going to take away the welfare. You know, it's at every election. That's all they can start screaming about normally. But the rest of that speech, he sounded like a manure salesman with a mouthful of samples. And that really kind of got to me, you know, when, when I, especially when they all started cheering him about certain things. And then when they started booing him, that, that was, to me, the highlight of the speech, really. <laughs> Well, I'm glad they did, Jim. I mean, the guy's out there, and he's openly lying about you to the entire nation. You, you're darn right you're going to fight back. Oh, yeah, I agree with you. And I just hope that, you know, that uh, everybody can see what's going on in this country and go back to some of the old times when Trump was in there and everything was running real smooth. We had border security. We had everything. I mean, I just don't, you know, it's just, I just hope the American public can see what's going on, both Democrats and Republicans and put somebody in there that's competent. Jim, I got about 20 seconds here. I'm curious to know your take on the um, what he said about Tyree Nichols, who we called Tyler. He didn't even get the poor guy's name right. But to go out there and say that black and brown people need to be having conversations with their kids about the police. Well, the police are to be respected. You're going to have a few bad apples in any kind of business that you've got whatsoever. And the thing is, they, you know, he needs to be talking about that we can't do without them. And we can't do without our, our first responders. I mean, can you imagine if all of the sheriffs and the police went on strike at once? wonder what they'd be screaming then. It's a it's a great question, especially in a place like Memphis. Uh, Jim, we got to run. We got to take a break here. Appreciate your comments and uh, thank you for thank you for listening. Uh, by the way, my my dad had that talk with me, and I suspect many of you, your parents, had the same talk. When you get pulled over by the police, this is what you do. I suspect that is a conversation that every parent 
has with their child, no matter their skin color. Am, am I right? Am I wrong here, ladies and gentlemen? 844-747-8868, toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Stern Show. I've noticed that when I go to the shopping mall and buy one of the towels, they just don't seem to work very well. They feel too soft and too lotion-y. They just don't absorb the water. Well, our good friend Mike Lindell over at MyPillow has found a solution, and you've got to get yourself one of his brand-new towels. These things are incredible. And best of all, they're made right here in the U.S., and all of his towels come with a 60-day money-back guarantee. You're going to be able to get a six-piece set, two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths, all made with USA cotton. They are soft yet absorbent, and you're normally going to pay over $100. But thanks to our good friend Mike Lindell, $39.99. That's it. It's a great deal. All you have to do, go to MyPillow.com and click on the new radio listener specials and get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the towels. Just enter the promo code STARNS or you can call 800-839-8506 for some incredible radio specials. Again, MyPillow.com, promo code STARNS. Welcome back to the Todd Stearns Radio Program. All right, let me let me explain let me explain what's going on between Trump and DeSantis. Uh, getting a lot of questions about that. And by the way, DeSantis is now firing back. So yesterday, Trump shared some memes on his True Social page that suggest that Governor Ron DeSantis is a pedophile. And one of the photographs that Trump shared is an old photo of DeSantis when he was a teacher. He had just graduated from the Ivy Leagues, and he was teaching at a private school in Georgia named the Darlington School. And he's photographed with teenage girls, and it looks as though he's drinking beer or has a beer bottle. So that's the extent of of what we know about the photographs. Now, the New York Times actually, as a matter of fact, Trump wrote sarcastically, that's not Ron, is it? He would never do such a thing. And he later shared the same photo along with a post that denounced DeSantis as pretty gross for cuddling with the teenage female students, one of whom is holding a brown bottle. No way, Trump wrote in mock response. Now, the image first surfaced back in 2021. The New York Times did a story. I actually read the the Times story, and I had a very different take on this after reading the Times story, because they said that DeSantis had a reputation for partying with students. He was a football coach and baseball coach. It was for one year, and some of the students they interviewed said that he um, had views about the Civil War and abortion that were controversial. In other words, he said that the Civil War was really about economics and that it really was not that much about slavery, and um, he is he's pro-life. So what my takeaway is, wow, so DeSantis has really not changed his positions on, on these issues. So a lot of people are very concerned that, that Trump would do something like this, that he would, he would call out DeSantis. And there were no allegations. Nobody's ever come forward and said there's any wrongdoing. Anyway, DeSantis just weighed in on this. And he says, I don't spend my time trying to smear other Republicans. 
So that's the statement from Ron DeSantis. 844-747-8868. And I want to go to Jerry in Oak Ridge, Tennessee, KWAM, our great affiliate. Jerry, I know you want to weigh in on this. What say you? Thanks for taking my call. And uh, you and I have talked a little bit in the past about me being pretty much fed up with Trump. And this just might do it for me. After the fake dossier, after the Russian hookers and the, and the supposed PP video, after the Billy Bush tape, after the Stormy Daniels suit, after the Kavanaugh hearings and the Me Too movement, Trump pulls this stuff. I've just about had it with that man, with his schoolyard, and against a guy that hasn't even declared yet. First, he starts off with the Ronda Sanctimonious, and now he starts off with the releasing videos that are pictures that are the same stuff that the Democrats and the fake media pulled on him. He knows how bad this is, and he's doing it anyhow. He's an adolescent. He's a schoolyard punk, and I'm just about done with Donald Trump. Jerry, I I, I, I don't get it. I'm sure there's a strategy here. My concern is DeSantis is the number two pick outside of Trump. And so if you're going to go out there and damage this guy, that could that could be a problem for the Republicans, especially if there's a shot that DeSantis could be Trump's running mate. And if he keeps up these kinds of attacks, there's no way, no way. Not anymore. Not anymore. It's going to be a shot for that. And I can't wait till DeSantis finally gets in so he can put Trump out of our misery. I'm done with Donald Trump. All right, Jerry, appreciate the call. Uh, Folks, you heard Jerry. He says this is it. That's the straw that broke the camel's back. He's done off the Trump train. 844-747-8868. Let's go to Joe and Ella J. George. It's been a while. Joe, how are things? Great. Love your show. I thought I thought last night, I thought Biden was totally, you know, just telling fibs like he always does. And I think Ella J and the whole North Georgia are going to go solid Republicans. I like Trump. I like DeSantis. But I sort of favor Trump, but I disagree with the last caller. But uh, I, I'm I'm fired up, and I'm going to do everything I can to elect Republicans. And I think LJ, I think we'll go about ninety percent. In fact, the whole North Georgia area, Todd, uh, we just elected a great conservative named Johnny Chastain, who's a taxpayer champion from from Fanning County, which is a strong Republican county. So I think we're going to win, and I think your program, Todd. I mean, it's going to really contribute to the victory because everywhere I go, people, you know, people mention you. They say they love the Todd Starn show, and, of course, I love it too. So I just want to praise you and tell you to keep it up because you're going to lead us to victory, my friend. Well, you're kind to say that, Joe. Don't be a stranger now. It's been a while. I was hoping you – I thought maybe you were on vacation, but we're, we're glad well, you're back. I have been on vacation, but I'm back now, and I'll be Good. calling much more frequently. And love your show. Keep up the great work. All right. Thanks, Joe. Joe from LJ, one of our originals, by the way. He was one of the first people to ever call into the show many years ago. Uh, by the way, here is Joe Biden introducing Chuck Schumer, cut number one. And congratulations to Chuck Schumer, another uh, – you know, another term is Senate Minority Leader. Uh, you know, I think you... Uh, oh, that's not it. Only this time that's you have a slightly bigger majority, Mr. Leader. You're the majority leader. No, he's not he, that much bigger. He's the majority. He's the majority leader, not Mr. President, the majority leader. By the way, this is what uh, really set off the Republicans. Cut number three. 
Instead of making the wealthy pay their fair share, some Republicans, some Republicans want Medicare and Social Security sunset. I'm not saying it's a majority. Let me give you anybody who doubts it. Contact my office. I'll give you a copy. I'll give you a copy of the proposal. That means Congress doesn't vote. I'm glad to see you. No, I tell you, I, I enjoy conversion. You know, it means if, if Congress doesn't keep the programs the way they are, they'd go away. Other Republicans say, I'm not saying it's a majority of you. I don't even think it's even a significant. But it's being proposed by individuals. I'm not politely not naming them, but it's being proposed by some of you. Look, folks. Good for you. Good for you, MTG. By the way, that would not have happened if Mitt, if Mitt Romney or John McCain would have been elected president back in the day, right? The establishment, and you could have you you could see the crowd, and the establishment people were just sitting there, harumph, harumph, harumph. They would hardly, but they were mumbling and muttering under their breath, harumph, harumph, harumph. But meanwhile, you've got the Trump America First folks that are out there calling him a liar, which is what he is. When he, when you've got the Democrats out there saying you want to push grandma over the edge of the cliff in a wheelchair, that is a lie, and you have to call them out. That's all. And you can be polite about it, but you got to let your voice. They don't have a microphone, so they have to amplify their voices. No, it wasn't yelling. It was amplification. All right, now let's go to Memphis, Tennessee. Bill on the line. KWAM, our great affiliate there. Hey, Bill, what's up? What's up, Todd? You know, uh, first off, the Trump attack, attacking DeSantis. I, you know, I'm a diehard Trump. I'm not a diehard Republican, but I'm a diehard Trump supporter. My wife is a diehard Trump supporter. But I do think DeSantis is the future as well, and he is going to be needed. And for Trump to come out and attack him, I think it is unnecessary, and it's 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 just stupid, stupid strategy. Um, and if he if he continues to do it, I think it's going to hurt the party. You know, our only objective, as you well know, is to defeat the Democrats. That is the only we've got to get them out. That's the bottom line. It doesn't even matter if Trump wins. It's got to be someone who supports most of what he he does. But attacking DeSantis personally to me is is ridiculous but uh bill is it possible we're going to talk about sarah and just but is it possible that trump may be actually helping desantis because i did not for some reason this just uh, this skipped my pile i i did not know these allegations were out there and it may be that trump is saying all right let's get all this out of the open so you can you know it can be dealt with or dismissed or proven not to be true whatever and you move on so the democrats can't use this or it could be that he's just trying he is scorched earth and he's going to try to destroy anybody who gets in his way you know, I would love to think that would be the that would be the strategy, and that would be that would be dangerous, but it would be it would be a good one, a possible way to do it. I just don't buy it, but I mean, that, you're right. I mean, bring it out now so they can't. You know, that's the old saying. You know, bring it up, even if it's bad, just bring it out so you can't be surprised by it at a later date. And that that is a good point. I, you know, I hope with all hope that maybe that's what it is. But I really don't want them fighting. I want them to find some type of median to support each other somehow. Um, I, my goal, obviously, would be Trump win 
the next election, and then DeSantis come in behind him and win the next eight years. Um, that would be the ultimate goal. And it didn't Sarah Huckabee come in the next eight years after that because her speech last night, literally, it almost brought me to tears when she was talking about Trump going to her and Trump going to Iraq and the in, you know complete uh, darkness, uh, everything turned off, leaving on Christmas Christmas morning, leaving her kids behind. But they were dedicated to the country, unlike what's in power now. And uh, you know. It's just uh, she. She is truly a leader in the future, a leader for this country, and I would definitely vote for her in the future. Her daddy but, uh, raised her right. I'll tell you that much. Exactly, exactly. And Arkansas is lucky to have her. Irrelevant of her being the first woman, she is going to be one of the best governors ever, and hopefully one of our best presidents ever in the future. But uh, you know, keep up the good work, Todd. We've we've got to unite and. Uh, you know, I don't know. They have done so much damage this past when Trump was in office. All the attacking him all the time. It really was. It's horrible, and it's it's done damage to our country. And now it's it's like open sea. I mean, it's just ridiculous, and it's it's sad that uh, Trump has to be that way because I know I know he he's tough and a fighter, a street fighter from New York, but I know he doesn't want to do that. Look, we all sold, we know who he is. Yeah, Bill, we know who yeah, we know who Trump is. We know what he stands for. He doesn't need to do this. I it may be part of it may be his DNA. I I don't know, but we'll see how this plays out. But um anyway, it is what it is and it's um it's going to get ugly. Uh, Bill, got to run. Appreciate the call. Thank you for listening to KOM. Folks, hang tight. Uh, we're going to get right back to your calls. 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Starge Radio Show. And there may be some hip, 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 hiccups and, uh, and, uh, uh, <laughs> I know. You're gonna, but, uh, um, I might point out, you're, uh, I went to Dearborn driving that, uh, you know, uh, it was up there. I don't know, man. It, uh, I think the press thought I was crazy. I enjoyed it so much going up there uh, near a new EV factory. And, uh, and that uh, that Hummer. Uh, um, what am I doing here? everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolf. So John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. 
Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Welcome back. Uh, we're getting some negative Nancys over on the uh, Twitter, on the Facebook page. i got to read this for you. Pardon me. Uh, Rod says, Todd has already chosen to support Trump and spread whatever Trump has to say, be it true or not. So look for him to continue to be biased and outright be a liar for Trump. Now, Rod, I don't know if, if you're a moron or you're just trying to poke a, a bear here, but what did I just say? I said this was not the this was not the right fight to be had. You ding-a-ling, come on. All right, let's go to the phones here. Uh, Steve in Maine, WLOB, the big lobster. Hey, Steve, what's going on? Hey, Todd, thanks for taking my call. Um, Todd, I couldn't uh, disagree with you more. Trump is not going to be the nominee. I, I've heard you say it over and over and over. I've voted for Trump twice, but I agree with the gentleman that uh, just a few minutes ago who said he was done with Trump. I'm done with Trump. I'm tired of his antics. He's a bully, and I'm just done with him. I will not vote for him again. And I don't know why people think that if he didn't win last time, what makes people think that he can win this time? What if, if he's, he's the nominee, Steve? Would you, uh, would you vote for him if he was the nominee of the party? Well, of course I would, yeah. I absolutely would, because I don't want a Democrat in there. But uh, I don't think he can win, and I don't think he's going to... We still have a lot of time. I don't think he's going to be the nominee, and he's already showing that he can't shut up. He just cannot help himself. He has to... He's a bully. And why he's piling on Ron DeSantis, I have no idea. But... uh, I think it's totally uncalled for, and he's already shooting himself in the foot. And we got all we got all kinds of time left, and it's only going to get worse. You wait and see, Steve. He's you know just- what I want to see, Steve? And, and I get a lot of people are supporting DeSantis, and and that's great. And he, if whoever the nominee is, is going to get my vote as long as they're pro life. But here's here's what I'd like to see from DeSantis. We've got to we've got to make sure there is fire in the belly of whoever the nominee is, and if somebody's out there accusing you of being a pedophile, then you ought to be raising holy you know what, and and that's what I want to see out of DeSantis. I want to see some pushback. I want to I want to see him. I want him. I want to see him punch back. Let's see what DeSantis has. Yeah, well, you may be right. I just. Uh... No, I, no, it's not right. I mean, I, I understand exactly what you're saying. I don't want us to destroy our candidates because these are all good. And I mean, Ron DeSantis is, would make a great president, but we need to find out if he's a fighter. And if he's not a fighter, he's not going to be able to go out. If he will not defend his honor in his own party, I'm not sure he'll be a fighter against the Democrats in a presidential election. So let's see what let's see what DeSantis does. Steve, we got to run here. Uh, real quick, let's go to Susie, WDUN, Georgia. Hey, Susie, what's on your mind? Hi, Todd. I'm glad you're feeling better. Thank you. Appreciate that. I missed you. Well, I'm back wanna, now. I'm glad. I just want to comment a little bit about what was last night. I didn't listen to it, but I've just been getting bit 
bits and pieces of, of it today. And I just think it's like slavery. It's just beyond crazy. But I thought she did a marvelous, marvelous job. And I'm so proud of her, and I'm proud that she's the governor of Arkansas. And maybe one day when I'm in glory, I look down and see that she's the first woman president. You never know. Or you might be casting a vote for her, Susie. You never know. I might. I might. All I right. might, Todd. And hey, Todd. Yes, ma'am. I'm, I don't want anybody calling in there fussing at you. <laughs> well, that's what I'm here for, Susie. But God bless you, and uh, thanks for those kind words. Folks, hang tight. We're going to get to your calls. We have John in North Carolina, Diane in Georgia, Bill in Cordova, Tennessee. Hang tight, everybody. we got to take a quick break. This is the Todd Stearns Radio Show. From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's conservative blowtorch. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. Todd Starnes. Oh, yeah. All right. Hello, all you beautiful people. Uh, good to have you with us today. Hour two of the big show. And may I just take a moment and say thank you for hanging out with us noon to three Eastern. I know there are a lot of other choices, but you have chosen to hang out with us, and we're going to do our our very best to bring a great show uh, to you today. A lot of stuff happening, um, and uh, of course, reaction still coming in from Biden's State of the Union address, if in fact you can understand it. Cut number 15, please. If you try anything to raise the cost of precision jobs, I will veto it. Uh, thank you, Mr. President. Appreciate that. Uh, by the way, uh, Joe Biden also used the, the murder of Tyree Nichols at the hands of some Memphis police officers. And by the way, that number is growing, the number of officers involved. It's unbelievable. But Biden couldn't even get the guy's name right. Cut number 12. Let's commit ourselves to make the words of Tyler's mom true. Something good must come from this. Something good. No, his name is Tyree Nichols, sir. And if you're going to use this man's death to advance some sort of an attack, a war on police, get the man's name right, please. Al Sharpton did the same thing. Said he was 39 years old. No, he's 29 years old, sir. Get your facts right. If you're going to come into our city, if you're going to try to stir stuff up, at least get your facts straight. That's the least you can do. That just irritates me. Anyway, uh, we're going to be getting to your calls. Hang tight. We've got a lot of folks on hold. We're going to get to your calls. 844-747-8868. I want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Uh, This gentleman represents the second congressional district in Tennessee. Congressman Tim Burchett. Congressman, good to have you with us today. Hey, brother. Thank you so much for having me back on. Hey, I'm just I'm just curious. Could, could you understand what the president was saying last night? We were having a hard time following along on TV. Well, I was on, I caught the live version and I was I kept leaning over to people beside me. I told Lauren Boebert one time, I said, what the heck did he just say? And, and she's like, Burchett, I don't know. Um, it was uh, it was a, I was at a loss. And then one time they they gave him a standing ovation. You know, I thought it was kind of funny because the, the vice president, she stands up and cheers. And that's the signal, you know, because Pelosi's not up there to um, give him the thumbs up or thumb down. And they all, of course, they all like Pavlov's dog, you know, ringing the bell. They all jump up. 
And then that was one of the memes because it was like, did he just say Popovich? I wasn't really sure what he said. That he was going to ban or or, or yeah. make sure that we cut or something. I don't know. It was a listen, man. It was a. I told somebody this morning. It was a focus group out of San Francisco that that helped him with all his points. Uh, you know, he's he's going to go after motel room hidden fees. Well, that's that's at the cutting edge of of problems we have in this country. And and the Republicans quit standing in my way on the border issue. I mean, you know. What the Hades was he talking about? And then fentanyl, holy cow, he stood, we couldn't even talk. We haven't even been able to have a hearing up here on fentanyl because the Democrats would have to admit they have a problem at the border. As a matter of fact, Congressman, we've got that audio. Uh, Cut number five, please. Fentanyl is killing more than 70,000 Americans a year. (laughs) You got it. You're right. You do. They do have it. It is the border. He's not doing anything to stop the flow of fentanyl across the border. Oh, 100%. We had hearings this week. Uh, Chairman James Comer out of Kentucky, um, our oversight committee, I was fortunate enough, Speaker McCarthy put me on that. <clears throat> and, oh, my gosh, the, the, the flow of fentanyl coming over the border, it's it, – I think the, the statistic I quoted was it could kill eight times the population of America of just what they've seized. Now, the Democrats are, oh, look, they've seized all that. But people are dying every day because of this garbage. This is how strong this stuff is. I talked to a man from South Carolina whose boy had died because I put in a bill that gave him life sentence if you mule that stuff across the border, if you got caught trafficking in it. And it, he literally, he was on a, an ABD drug. And uh, his prescription ran out. So his buddy, of course, apparently everybody's on this Adderall. I don't know anything about it. But he, he takes this stuff. His buddy gave him some. He gave him a, the pill. And the pill had been fake. It been, They crushed it out in somebody's garage. They've got these presses that they do this with. And it had fentanyl in it. And literally, talked, the, the pill was still in his mouth. That's how quick it killed him. Good Lord. And, uh, and so, I mean, this stuff is rampant if you got a if you got a child now and you think they're experimenting with anything i don't care if they're experimenting with smoking weed or anything that's on the street you better warn them because this is a serious deal these fentanyl dealers they'll they'll kill some kid as an advertisement to show just how strong their junk is and that's what they're doing they have no soul we were told that the um the cartels can i mean these are these are literally, we are pretty sure, Democrat members of Border Patrol that were testifying. And they said, across the border, it is controlled 100% by the cartels, not the Mexican government. And we've got a president who wants to negotiate with these thugs. It's just like the nego- you know, he's going to negotiate with China. Well, look what that's gotten us. We've got a weak-kneed general who, in my opinion, co-opted his power under Trump by negotiating behind the scenes with China now is telling us letting their spy uh, balloon, which is 1800s technology, fly over the, a country that that our, our military budget's over $400 billion a year, and we're going to let this dadgum thing fly over every high-tech military installation, installations I'm not allowed to talk about, but, but the ones I am are pretty, it, it's pretty devastating what we did just then. And, um, and to think that we've abdicated our power to somebody. And then the President of the United States, Bless his heart. He's no wartime president. He's a Neville Chamberlain, if there ever was one. Um, but he he even said, let's knock that thing down. 
and the and the general Milley said, no, let's wait. And they let it go over every high-tech military installation we have in this country. Leon Panetta. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm jacked up on Mountain Dew right now. It's all good. Le- Leon Panetta, who is, um, you may you hate him or, 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 or love him, either way. I, his son's in Congress with me. He's, he's a friend across the aisle. But Leon Panetta is, is probably one of the more respected members of the uh, Obama administration. He was a CIA director. He was his chief of staff. He said he would have knocked it down when it came through the Aleutian Island chain before it hit to Alaska. Now, I heard a, a, one of um, the president's administrators say uh, it might have been um, Buttigieg, I'm not sure, but he said that, well, we, we, um, it went through Alaska, but then we waited till it got to America. Well, I got news for you, folks. Alaska is America. And then when it was over Montana, it was I, I, I talked to the congressman over there who is former Navy SEAL, told me, he said, look, Tim, he said it would be more likely to hit a shrimp boat off the coast or somebody in a, in a, in a uh, tie-dyed tank top off the coast of Myrtle Beach than it would have hit a person where they were, could have dropped it in Montana. You don't mean the most technologically advanced country in the world does not have computer models to show if we would have shot that balloon down in Montana where it would have landed in a safe area. That, to me, is bogus. The whole argument was bogus. I think we have a military-industrial complex that's been compromised. I know that sounds conspiracy theorist, but you've got well, them dealing with the it, it, the president. No, uh, Congressman, it doesn't sound all that – that doesn't sound wackadoodle at all when you look at the person that's at the center of this controversy, General Milley. He's the same guy who called together people in the Pentagon and basically told them to swear allegiance to him and that if Trump wanted the the, the launch codes, they were not to, to follow through. Uh, this is the guy who called his counterpart in China and said, we're not going to we're not going to be launching nukes at you. Uh, why does this guy still have a job? That's a great question. I, I do not know. We had breakfast with um, this morning with General Kellogg who um, was in the Trump administration. You might remember his name. He's a real patriot. And he, he's basically just said, look, this thing is um, it's a complete violation of the military chain of command. You know, it, that is the reason George Washington took his uniform off when he became president, mm. because he realized that separation. He could have been made a king. He could have been you know, emperor or whatever. No, he chose democracy. And that the democracy, the chain of command, goes from a civilian president to a military general, and that does not go the other direction. And that is exactly what you have right now. You have a president who is cognizantly, honestly, he, he's not there. We all know that. Everybody knows it. The Democrats joke about it on the House floor. They joke about it in the gym. Everywhere we go up here, congressional Democrats joke about his ability to, to, to govern and to lead, and they just laugh about it because it's all about power. It's all about money. It's keeping somebody in power. It's keeping them in power. It's keeping them with the, the sweet entourage and the committee assignment and, re- and keeping them in the money and they're traveling. I mean, you know, look up there in the president's box, you know, is, is uh, the president's wife kissing the first dude, the second dude, whatever, kissing her. And then you're sitting there with Bono and all this bunch. And, and I salute Bono for his work on AIDS. But, you know, I, it's this rock star attraction that the left has and their immoral background that is destroying – three things are destroying our country right now. China, debt, and our education system. And the Chinese – 
control the other two or they're involved in the other two. We owe all our debt to China. They have infiltrated our colleges and universities, and we better wake up. We better wake up. Congressman, we got to leave it there, Congressman. I am curious. So how, much, how much Mountain Dew have, have you had today, sir? I just had one, but I had a big old cup of coffee. I, I hope my oh, wife's not oh. listening. I'm not. My doctor told me to cut that stuff out. But Chip, I'm all jacked up on Mountain Dew. Yeah, that's the kid. That's my movie, Ricky Bobby. You know, Will Ferrell got snubbed by the Academy. Oh, he, that, he should have. Yes, he should have got that factor for for Ricky Bobby or Anchorman. I <laughs> either. Yeah. Well, that was that was. You tell me, was that a documentary or not? Oh, tr- trust me, it was the. And I was trying to explain to our younger journalists that th- this is the way TV newsrooms used to be in real life. That's what makes it so funny. Oh, one hundred percent. And you know, when they came out with that Ricky Bobby movie. Uh, Hollywood thought, oh, we're going to, you know, and they were all afraid that NASCAR was going to be all mad about it. And they loved it. That was the funny. They thought that was the greatest <laughs> thing ever. All those guys. And they all started emulating those guys. Hey, hey thank you, Todd. Thank all you right. for what you do. God man. You all right, Congressman. See you, brother. Bye. All right. We'll do our best. Thank you. Congressman Tim Burchett over in East Tennessee. <laughs> he loves that Mountain Dew. I'll tell you that much. All right. By the way, before we go to break here, we're going to go right to your phone calls, folks. Uh, so hang tight. So can we talk about what happened in the box with the first lady last night? So. I mean, this was kind of weird, what man. What do you want to do? I'm here, baby. I'm ready, baby. I'm waiting on you. So you got... First Lady, Dr. Mrs. Jill Biden. I am patiently. Oh, she gazed in the eyes of the second dude who nobody knows his name. It's not that important. But there they were, and it was as if they were the only people in yeah. Congress last night. You sing it, Barry. There's sing something it. wrong with me. Oh, there's something wrong, all right. Every time Did you I'm see alone it? With you, you they looked at each other and just me. they embraced. And then he went in, went in for the lips. And she went in for the lips. And on national television, ladies and gentlemen, we saw the first lady of these great United States, first lady, Mrs. Dr. Jill Biden, get to second base with the second two. And America threw up. This is the Todd Stern Show. You can turn me out. Yeah, that was a, a little weird when the second dude put on a big slobber knocker on the first lady. And by the way, you know, you know, Kamala was like, "What? What? Wait, what, what's going on up there?" And it was very, it was just very, un- I was uncomfortable. I don't know about you, but I was a little uncomfortable. All right, 844-747-8868, as promised. Let's go right to the phones. Diane in Georgia, WDUN. Hey, Diane, what's on your mind? Hi, Todd. Good to talk with you again. I watched the, the, uh, the State of the Union address last night, but I had to mute it because I just could not listen to all those lies. But I sat there, and I learned a lot just by watching Kevin McCarthy's facial reactions, and when they, of course, would pan the audience, naturally you would see the Democrats 
clapping, cheering, and the Republicans sitting still. I personally think that is the first authentic feedback Joe Biden has received since he's been president, maybe even since before, because with him being shielded by his handlers, the media, big tech, the conservative Republicans couldn't get to him. And this is the only time that he was able to hear them speak back in mass what they thought of what he was saying. And I don't believe it's going to be the last time, do you? No, no, I don't. I don't believe so either. Uh, and and I will say this: I thought McCarthy did a great job last night. Uh, what you you know, he was. Um, I think he was playing the part well. Yes, yes. And even though I couldn't hear the, and I listen, I've listened to the outtakes this morning, and I can picture you know the way he responded or did not respond that you know the, especially you know when joe biden was saying some outrageous things so i mean an hour and a half of just watching those facial expressions was very educational to me and some of the people have been complaining on the radios about losing the civility of the house <laughs> well it, can anybody come up with any other way that the conservatives are going to be able to reach him you know what? I have. I don't have a problem with a single thing the Republicans did. When you've got the President of the United States knowingly and openly lying about you, I think you have an obligation and a responsibility to, to say something. And I say good for them. Yeah. If I remember correctly, they made fun of, uh, there were some cat calls and some things said to President Trump when he made some State of the Union address. It's true. It, fair enough, Diane. Fair enough. What would you think about Sarah Sanders? Wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. I listened to the whole thing. I think she did an outstanding job. And then, of course, the talk about them flying at night with the lights out to get over there to the base where the uh, troops were. You know, I think that it's too soon for people to start saying I'm either for or against whoever may run. You know, we've got so much time. I'm not going to fall into that trap. I'm just going to wait and see and see who our nominee is when it's all primary. That's and and that's a fair statement, Diane. And uh, look, I I like Trump, and I think he deserves a second shot, um, only because of what they did to him and all the lies they spread. And I think it poisoned the well for the president. And you know, I'd like to see him get another shot. But if he's not the guy, I have no doubt we've got a pretty deep bench on the Republican side. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Well, I really I enjoy listening to you, and I've enjoyed listening to everybody's calls and comments today. All right. Thanks a lot, Diane. Appreciate that, and thank you for listening to WDUN. Good people over there. By the way, here is Sarah Sanders talking about how Biden and the Democrats have failed America. Cut 11. So forgive me for not believing much of anything I heard tonight from President Biden from out-of-control inflation and violent crime to the dangerous border crisis and threat from China. Biden and the Democrats have failed you. They know it, and you know it. And it's time for a change. It is time for a change, and it's time for a break, too. we got to pay some bills. But we're coming back. We're going to Bill in Cordova. You're up on deck. John in North Carolina, 844-747-8868. That's our number. We'll be right back. All right, folks, welcome back to the Todd Stearns radio program. Uh, Let's go to the phones. Bill in Cordova has been holding on since yesterday listening to us on KWAM, KWAM. 
Hey, Bill, what's going on? Your what's going on? And thanks for holding on. Oh, that's that's why I'm holding on. This is worth it. I was listening earlier to these guys talking about Donald Trump and and how they're not going to support him anymore because they don't like his attitude. Todd, that's the further. That's the most wrong thing a person can do. We've got to support. You've got to support people for what they've done for the country. Donald Trump did tremendous things for this country, and that's what's important. What people don't realize is when they say, I'm not going to support him because I don't like the way he acts, they're just drawing a line in the sand. You've got to separate that, and I have. I, Donald Trump said things and done things I don't like, but what he's done for this country far outweighs that. And we're at a critical time in our country right now where we need somebody like Trump, maybe DeSantis if he's on board, but we need somebody that can fix this mess, and we can't worry about their attitude or what they say or how they hurt your feelings. This is – it's ridiculous. you got to be a grown-up and separate that. Put your big boy pants on and pull the, pull the lever for Trump. I want to see and, – and again, I don't know what Trump's motive here is. I, I, I don't know. But, but Bill, I can speculate, and maybe Trump is trying to see if this guy's got any fight in him. Because you're going to need you're going to need to have that that mentality that Trump has that you're going to fight you're going to do the right thing and it doesn't really matter what people say or do but you're going to stand your ground. Probably what it is that's the kind of thing Trump would do is you got to test the people's mettle and and he does that. Bill, and, I, and, you know, I think. I'm curious about something. I don't want to. I don't mean to change the the subject here, but being uh, that you're in uh, the Memphis area, and Biden, of course, mentioning the the family of Tyree Nichols, uh, saying that um, black and brown parents have to have conversations with their kids, basically saying warning them about the police. Bill, I don't know about you, but my my dad had that talk with me, and and I'm about as white as mayonnaise. Well, I had that conversation uh, as a as a child, and and uh, it came in really handy when I was almost arrested for armed robbery when I when I left a, a uh, convenience store right after, uh, right before it got robbed, and I got partially turned in because I guess the person that gave the descriptions got confused and you know under the pressure of all that I've been through that too, and it it can happen you know but you got to you got to be careful and the main thing people need to remember is do what you're told put yeah. your hands on the wheel do what you're told don't argue and you know Tyree Nichols is a little different situation because I think that was more of a bench thing with the police officers I don't want to convict anybody before their trial like Jim Strickland did and others but Mulroy but you know he he deserves a fair trial but we just have to be careful with that stuff and and uh you know, some people just get caught up in it. So far, you know, and and I guess some news dropped yesterday. We're, we've been following the story on the national show. What thirteen police officers have now either been uh, punished, put on leave, um, fired, or charged criminally mm-hmm. uh, in this murder? Then you have three fire de- fire department officials, and then you've got two deputy sheriffs that have been involved, and there could be more. And it, it looks to me, yeah. I mean, with the sheer numbers, that you have got a serious leadership problem within at least the Memphis Police Department. Um, I believe so. And that, and that doesn't um, convict all the police officers. I think we've got some really good talent on this force. But, 
you know, there needs to be some better guidance. And I don't know if it's Chief Davis's fault or, you know, I think we've been without a director for a while here. Uh, and maybe that's got something to do with it. But back in the days of um, uh, Chaplin, Chapman, Buddy Chapman, they, I don't know if you were here then, they towed the line and, and they had to and Holt. You know, there were yeah. a couple of them that were really, really good. But I don't know if we've had a good leadership in the police department. Well, I'm seeing this as being a straight leadership issue right here, Bill, and uh, we appreciate your call, and thank you for listening to KWAM. By the way, so we we told you that there's been a lot of reporting out lately that this was some sort of a personal grudge between one of the police officers and Tyree Nichols, and that there may be some sort of a love triangle. That's the reporting of Newsweek and others out there. And now, yes, and what is it? Yesterday, they came out and said that one of the officers actually took photographs of Tyree Nichols just beaten to a pulp and then texted those photos to a couple of other people in the department as well as an unidentified civilian. And we, we're being led to believe that unidentified civilian is, in fact, the, the woman who may have been you know, having this relationship with Tyree Nichols. And if that's the case, then th- those are not second-degree murder charges. We're talking about first-degree murder charges. By the way, this is weird. Um, China said they were going to get back at us, right, for shooting down the, the balloon. Power is now out in two congressional buildings. That would be the Cannon Office Building and the Rayburn Office Building in Washington, D.C. That's interesting. That doesn't happen every day. We're going to keep an eye on that. Um, this story out of Hayward or Howard County, Maryland. Students in Howard County, Maryland, are being told to address their speciesism. No, no, that's not a typo. It's speciesism. Specifically, the educators are concerned about young people who might oppress plants like daffodils and ferns and whatnot. So this is all part of a broader lesson plan that all the kids are learning, and it's connected to Black Lives Matter. So the kids were given a workshop that identified, and the kids had to identify their privilege or their oppression. Remember, we were talking about this yesterday. You're either the oppressed or the oppressor. That's what critical race theory teaches. So speciesism actually covers 13 types of oppression. Who knew there were that many? There's racism, sexism, classism, ageism, and adultism. Well, I don't I don't understand the we'll, – we'll just assume that is you're a child and you have an adult telling you what to do. That makes you oppressed. No, that makes you blessed, child. So my question is, why is the public school system using Black Lives Matter propaganda in the classrooms? Teachers are supposed to be teaching the kids, not recruiting the kids. So I'm just curious, why are we telling these kids? And again, instead of teaching reading and writing and mathematics and science, now we're teaching the children to be kind to bushes and trees and shrubbery. And I don't know what brought this on. I don't know. Maybe somebody hauled out a weed whacker and somebody got triggered. I don't know. But it sounds to me uh, like the good people in Howard County, Maryland, have a bumper crop of pansies growing this year. Unbelievable. 
844-747-8868. Let's go to the phones. John in North Carolina. Mr. Starnes, uh, thank you for taking my call. Glad to do it, John. What's on your mind? Well, uh, one thing you just mentioned, I'm very nearly a vegetarian, so I guess I'm really in trouble. I guess I oppress plants all the time. Uh, you cannibal. Anyway. Shame on you, John. Yeah, Those plants have feelings. Terrible. <laughs> hey, the congressman mentioned the Chinese spy balloon a while ago, and actually I have a theory about that. I'm all ears. Um, I I believe that it could be that Mr. Biden and the regime actually did believe that it was a Chinese spy balloon. So he was more happy, more than happy to let it spy on the United States for as long as his Chinese bosses wanted to. Uh, that was no problem. But after a week or so, you know, it started to lose some altitude and the jet fighters were finally able to get close enough to get a good look at it. I think old Joe immediately knew that it had to be destroyed just as soon as it would fall in a place that it couldn't be seen. Because I believe it may have not been a spy balloon at all. I think actually it was an advertising balloon that got loose and drifted off. And it actually had letters 20 feet tall on it spelling out, Watch News, Max. <laughs> well, <you're laughs> and they shot so it, it down. Be destroyed. Yeah. So, of course, it, it had did. to come down. There yeah. you go. All right, John, I like the theory. Look, we will put that in our, our stack of theories. Uh, it makes about as yeah. much sense as anything else I've heard. Hey, there you go. It's, you know, the congressman said that uh, they all joke around the gym and the and the lunchroom and all of that because what's going on is just so imaginable, uh, unimaginable that you have to make fun of it. So, well, there you go. Uh, maybe that'll contribute a little bit. John, appreciate that call. Uh, here's an update. Hey, God, bless. God bless you too, John. Thank you. Want to give an update? So this power outage in Washington D.C. happened during the Hunter Biden laptop hearing that's underway. Which, by the way, AOC, before the lights went out, AOC said that the Hunter Biden laptop story is half true. All right, well, I want to know what half of it's true. Are we talking about the snorting cocaine off the hookers? Are we? What are we talking about is half true? But now uh, the hearings are in recess due to the power outage. They're hoping to get it cranked back up here shortly. Very odd what's going on right now in Washington, D.C. Now, I want to, before we go to break, I need to ask, I need to ask the, the white people of the audience a question here. So if you're Asian American, Hispanic American, African American, just hang, hang, hang loose, hang loose for a second. But I need to talk to the, I need to talk to you white folks out there. There's a story out of Auburn University. The Black Student Union there uh, facing a little bit of controversy. A whistleblower, so a black student within the Black Student Union, became a whistleblower and shared contents of the group's private chat page. So there's a private chat page, and the information that's in this private chat page is a little weird. So it turns out the black students were making fun of white people, people of the Caucasian persuasion. And they posted more than 200 anti-white slurs. Now, this is all coming from Turning Point USA. And these are some of the anti-white slurs they shared. And I'm curious to know if you consider these to be slurs. So they're calling the white people snow pigs, saltine crackers, cotton balls, Ku Klux Karens, <laughs> and unseasoned chicken. What does that mean? 
What is unseasoned chicken? Are are they saying we're just bland? Is that what they're saying? I don't understand. How is that anti-white? So, I, I, I mean, if we're going to go along this line of thinking, if so, if unseasoned chicken is anti-white, what about, I don't know, that Cajun chicken, the blackened chicken? What is, What would that be? I don't know. Anyway, the Black Student Union openly bragged about the names, and they bragged about mocking white people over and over and over again. Now, I got to thinking about this, and I had not thought about this story in a very long time. But you might remember, it was about a year ago, we had a young man on the program, white kid. He was actually from the Memphis, Tennessee area, and he was in the running to be the next Supreme Court justice uh, there in the student judiciary. And it turned out that he came under fire because he happened to be a white guy. That, that was it. That, that was the only – he was well qualified. He checked all the boxes, but he was just the wrong skin color, and he didn't get the gig. So anyway, the whistleblower, this black kid, uh, reached out to Turning Point USA, said he was tired of all the blatant anti-white racism, and decided to take a stand. I say good for this young man. But I'm curious, does that bother you? I, I've never heard people call us snow pigs before. And by the way, I'm not a cracker. I'm a saltine American. Don't you forget it. All right, we got to take a break here. 844-747-8868. That is our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. Now, you've heard this from Newsmax. AT&T's DirecTV just removed Newsmax from 13 million homes. And, folks, we got to apply the pressure. AT&T owns DirecTV, and it's the second conservative channel they have removed. Keep in mind, they still have 22 liberal news channels broadcasting on their platform. Now, I love Newsmax. I'm happy and proud to be a contributor. I know a lot of you folks watch Newsmax, and you're just as angry about this censorship as I am, especially when it's directed at the fourth highest rated cable news channel in the country. Now, Ron DeSantis says Newsmax was targeted, and it is wrong. President Trump says AT&T and DirecTV censorship is unacceptable, and we need to do something. And here's what I want you to do. You need to contact your congressman, complain about the censorship, ask them to get involved. 877-NEWSMAX. That's 877-NEWSMAX. Millions of people are joining the fight, and I want you to join as well. Again, call 877-NEWSMAX now. So you really believe that it's just a coincidence that the lights went out on Capitol Hill right as the Hunter Biden laptop hearing was getting underway? You really think that that's just a coincidence? We'll see. All right, let's go to the phones. North Carolina, Patty, hanging out with us today. Hey, Patty, what's on your mind? Hey, Tyler. I mean, Todd. Um, how are you? <laughs> I'm, I'm good, sorry, Patty. The name wrong. I'm sorry. good. I'm, you pulled. The, uh, you pulled a Biden. Yeah, it's a Ku Klux Karen called you. Ku hey, Klux listen, Karen. <laughs> All right, let me tell you. You can't make it up, Todd. Can you? Really? Uh, I mean, it just gets yeah. worse. I mean, it gets. You know, he. This guy last night. I watched a little bit of it. I had to turn it off. I couldn't take it no more. I couldn't take it. It's. It's. It was like I'd rather go through root canal. Okay. I hear you. 
without the Novocaine. (laughs) That would be a better thing. But I want to say something. Um, All these bleeding hearts that are calling you about, oh, Trump said this, Trump said that. You know what? Nothing in two years, if Donald Trump was in there, None of this stuff would be happening. We wouldn't have given up. I mean, Joey gives up to the Flintstones. We lose 13 Marines. Ukraine. What else? Uh, Balloons flying over. How long do you think a balloon would have been up in the air if Trump was in there? That's a great question, Patty. And by the way, that story got booted out pretty quickly. Um, and, And again, it was fake news. They said that balloons were coming over during Trump's years. Uh, it turned out not yeah, to be right. true. It turned out not to be true. No, I understand that. But, you know, but mm. I think, and I've got to know, that guy had a theory about the balloon with the, you know, uh, the Newsmax. I have a theory. I know why they didn't shoot it down. It's because Hunter was steering it with fang fang. <laughs> well, <laughs> you think so? So Hunter's, so fang fang is cheating on Swalwell with Hunter. Hey, Chinese spies right up Hunter's alley. Well, that more, so to speak. Uh, yes, I think you're right, Patty. I think you're okay. right. So you're doing better, Todd. You feel you sound great. I do. Thank you, Patty. You know, it's the weather. We just had these extremes here in Memphis, and I'm not. I, I haven't gotten used to it just yet, but I'm getting better. I'm on. I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. Well, I love you, and I, you know, I miss Grace, and Dylan's great, and you, you guys are great, and God bless you all. Well, God bless you, Patty, and you just made Dylan's day. So, yeah, we and we're gonna we're gonna get Grace to phone in very soon. She's getting acclimated to the below zero temperatures in Chicago. So, hey, Patty, gotta run. So, thank you for calling in. Thanks for checking in, uh, folks. Thank all of you. And by the way, coming up, we've got Matt Schlapp. Also, our official young conservative is going to drop by. And your calls eight four four seven four seven eighty eight sixty eight. This is the Todd Stern Show. From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's common sense conservative commentary from Todd Starnes. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. All right. So uh, we've been monitoring these hearings up on Capitol Hill. You've got the Hunter Biden uh, laptop uh, story going down. The lights went off, and so now the, the hearings are, are at least postponed. But before the lights went out, there was an interesting conversation that was had over at the House Oversight and Accountability Committee meeting when Yoel Roth, who is the former head of Trust and Safety over at Twitter, was testifying. And again, under oath. So you lie to – if you lie to – Congress, you go to jail. So they got to tell the truth. And he told the truth. Uh, It turns out that the New York Post story from October of 2020 about Hunter Biden's laptop did not violate any of Twitter's social media's policies, not a single one. Roth admitted that the laptop story was censored anyway. Congressman Andy Biggs called this election interference, 
and questioned um, Roth about Twitter's actions on the day the Post published the story. Fascinating information. And we're going to be monitoring all of this. Um, hopefully, the lights will come back on. Do you really think it's a coincidence the lights went out while they're talking about all of this? It's very, very odd. All right. Welcome to Hour 3 of the Big Show. Happy to have you with us. I want to go right now to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Great to have Matt Schlapp, the chairman of the of CPAC, the American Conservative Union. Big, big event coming up March 1st through the 4th. We will be there broadcasting the show. Matt, good to have you back with us. Hey, Todd, I just want to remind all your listeners that that uh, electrical outlet that uh, faulted out or uh, tripped uh, during that oversight committee hearing, that's the same outlet Joe Biden wants to hook up the entire U.S. economy to. We heard last night. No more oil, no more gas. We're all going to have this perfect electric grid that never goes out. Just remember that, Tom. I, I love it. It's, it's a fair point, a fair point. Uh, Matt, I uh, and by the way, it's not, I think, a couple of the congressional office buildings without power. Something weird's going on in D.C. right now. There's always something weird going on in D.C. And I, and I tell you, I was with uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene in her office the other day. And, you know, and I was explaining uh, to some of her staff, since I'm the old guy now, Todd, you know, this is the center of power in our government. Uh, the House majority with uh, the all-important gavel in the hands of Jim Jordan and, and uh, James Comer at the Oversight Committee. These guys ca- uh, can do a lot to right what's wrong with our democracy. And I'm, I just think we need to all tune in, no matter how you watch it. Maybe you guys are live streaming it. Uh, I know um, a lot of people are, and I know C-SPAN is, and, uh, you know, uh, keep your eye on this, because it's not like Congress can can send a bunch of people to jail you still need doj to work with on that but there's a lot of people that are saying the sergeant at arms of the house can do a lot more arresting than they've been doing and uh but more than anything else we've got to put these democrats on notice that when we get back to the white house in 2024 uh you know we're going to make sure that 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 attorney general is ready for the recompense of breaking the law on day one yeah, I think we have to. It's just so frustrating that conservatives have been coming under attack, and yet no one is ever held accountable for that. So, so I'm hoping that that we're able to do this this go around. You know, I I was curious to get your take on the speech because you've been involved in in prep State of the Union prep for a number of presidents, and it's um, this speech was just weird. There was really no flow to it. Yeah, it was. Um it was weird. Now, remember, when Obama and Clinton lost Congress to the Republicans, you know, they came back in that first State of the Union uh, a little humble. And Joe Biden just, you know, he didn't have it in him uh, to acknowledge that he got a thumping at the election. Like, that was what Obama said. He goes, we got a good old-fashioned thumping. Bill Clinton said, famously, the era of big government is over. Like, they trimmed their sails, and there was something about that humility publicly, which is important. This new Democratic Party has no humility. There was no, like, apology. There was no, like, hey, we lost a lot of seats. Nancy Pelosi sitting in the chief seats because, you know, she was deposed. We did fire her. Um, uh, He did. The closest he came was, hey, we should probably work together. But the agenda he wants to work together on is no limits on abortion, gun control, trillions of dollars of new spending. He even was so outlandish that he, he tried to make it sound like the, the Republican Party is the one that, like, broke into Paul Pelosi's house and accosted him. And, you know, they just don't get to make up the facts. And I think for a lot of people, uh, a lot of people in the middle, a lot of working class people, they're like, well, how does nine months of abortion and gun control 
going to help uh, me take care of my family? Great questions. And, and of course, the, the exciting news is that CPAC is coming back to Washington. Yeah, so we, we believe strongly that a lot of people left the area and abandoned uh, this blue area for red states, and I don't blame a single one of them for doing it with the craziness and the crime and the bad schools, but, you know, this is our nation's capital, too. And so for all of you who have come to CPAC before and you're wondering, I don't know if I should come to this one, I think it's awfully important that we send a message to all these socialists that, you know, we haven't abandoned our capital. We haven't abandoned Congress. We're going to fight like hell for our country. And it all starts with coming together and showing the other side that we've got the numbers. I mean, a lot of us believe there's a lot of election fraud, which, you know, we question a lot of these results. And uh, and what the left wants to do is demoralize us and make me make me and you and everyone feel like our voices don't matter, that they can silence us. And I say we show them that we're not listening. Yeah, um, and it's going to be a, a great big lineup as well. I know uh, we're going to be broadcasting the show from there, but you've got some very high-profile conservatives that are going to be speaking at, at CPAC. Yeah, we just announced Ted Cruz. We just announced Carrie Lake. We just announced Laura Trump, who thought about running for the Senate in North Carolina. We just announced Mark Robinson, who's this most magnificent of orators, the lieutenant governor uh, of North Carolina. Uh, we've announced Lauren Obert. We, you know, it's a who's who. And Todd, people like yourself who are on media every day trying to explain what's really going on, you guys play an important role too. And we're always so gratified that when you're, when you're, when you're there with us. So it's March uh, 1st through the 4th in uh, in our nation's capital. And, folks, you can get more information at conservative.org. That's conservative.org. Uh, is President Trump going to be um, making a uh, making an appearance? Absolutely. He did a beautiful video for us, which we put out on social media yesterday. He's going to be with us Saturday evening. Um, and uh, as he always does, he's going to keep us guessing on what he's going to say and how long he'll be on the ground. My guess is he'll be there a good long time. You know, he loves CPAC, Todd. You know that. He believes that his uh, national career was launched at CPAC. By the way, the other great American president who believed that CPAC launched his national career was Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan, Reagan that's right. We're, we're proud of the tradition, the Reagan tradition, which became the Trump tradition. And now Donald Trump is going to try to do something that we haven't seen in our history but one time is uh, after not succeeding in his reelect, trying to get elected again. And I, I have to say, it's an exciting thing to be a part of. I love it. All right, uh, folks, again, conservative.org. Get, you got to get reservations early. Uh, they're going to go fast, and it's going to be a great time uh, coming up in uh, just really a couple of weeks now. That's right, Todd. Uh, get your tickets. Uh, come join us, and let's take back our country. All right, Matt, we're going to leave it there. Uh, congrats. Looking like it's going to be a fun, fun weekend in our nation's capital. Awesome, Todd. All right, Matt Schlapp, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the chairman of the American Conservative Union, CPAC coming up March 1st through the 4th in Washington. All right, we got to take a break here. 844-747-8868, toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. Now, you just heard Matt Schlapp on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. We've been telling you about what AT&T and DirecTV have been doing with your money. They're using it to censor and silence conservatives. Now, the best way and the most effective way to fight back is to pull your business from AT&T and DirecTV. It's very simple. And that's why I've been recommending 
Patriot Mobile, America's only Christian conservative wireless carrier. They've got plans to fit any budget, and the coverage is unbelievable. And if you want to know what the coverage looks like in your neighborhood, all you have to do is go to patriotmobile.com slash Todd. That's patriotmobile.com slash Todd. And all the information is there. If you're a veteran, are you a first responder? Well, they're going to have an additional discount for you. But the best part about it is that your money is not going to attack Newsmax or One American News. No, your money is going to fight for causes that you believe in, religious liberty, the Second Amendment, and restoring traditional values to our public schools. And you can do that by simply going to patriotmobile.com slash Todd. We'll be right back, America. Well, this is odd. So there's been no news coverage of the of the power outage up on Capitol Hill. It's very peculiar. But they they are talking about it on Twitter. I, it's very strange. And the power outage just seems to be impacting at least the the limited information we've got. The it's it's part of Capitol Hill and two congressional office buildings. And it just so happens to be happening right during the middle of the Twitter hearings. I just, I, I, I don't believe in coincidences like that. Hey, let's go to the phones here. 844-747-8868. Andy in Texas. Andy, what's on your mind? Todd, I agree, agree with you 100%. Um, I have worked in healthcare for many, many years at huge hospitals and at little teeny tiny hospitals. And even the teeny tiny hospitals are required to have generators to be able to continue functioning in the event of a power outage. It seems a little dubious to me that the capital of the United States doing the people's business and one of the, one of the best protected buildings and best equipped buildings in the nation doesn't have a backup generator in case of just such an emergency. Yes, I find that hard to believe as as well. And I, I know that there there are generators up on Capitol Hill and and mighty big generators. So I'm not quite sure what the what the issue here is or why it's taking so long to get these lights back on. But clearly, I mean, for it to happen, do you think it's a coincidence that it happened right in the middle of these Twitter hearings? Absolutely not. Yeah, something's something smells fishy here. I, I I'm just not buying it. I'm not buying it. I agree with you, sir. It absolutely, doesn't not pass the sniff test. All right, Andy, appreciate that. And again, I I thought it was just me, but it's just sort of weird that this sort of thing happened uh, right when when it did. By the way, we I was listening to our. The more our morning show on KWAM, and there was a survey out. They were talking about Valentine's Day coming up, and how much people spend when they when they buy something for their their Valentine, whether it be the chocolates or flowers, a dozen eggs. I I mean, you know, some people are going high dollar, and I'm curious to to hear from our audience. 
is Valentine's Day a big deal for you? Are you spending a lot of money uh, when it comes to Valentine's Day? So CNBC is reporting that Valentine's Day this year, you guys are spending a lot of money. And even if it means you got to put you got to put whatever you're going to get on the credit card. CNBC says Valentine's Day spending is expected to reach $25.9 billion, one of the highest spending years on record. I guess there's a lot of love out there. This is according to the National Retail Federation. This year, Americans will shell out, on average, $192.80 for candy, cards, flowers, six-pack of Mountain Dew, and other gifts for friends, loved ones, classmates, and even co-workers. The report found up from that's up from $175 in 2022. Are you folks spending nearly $200 on your Valentine? Is that what that's all about? CNBC says that's despite the fact that many Americans are already going into more debt just to afford their day-to-day expenses as prices rise. 27% of couples said they will need to rely on credit cards to cover Valentine's Day cost, and it will take at least two months to pay it off. Almost one in five Americans think a Valentine's Day gift is worth the credit card debt. That's according to Wallet Hub. Is that true? Is that true? Are you willing to go into debt to become closer to your Valentine? I don't know about that. What was it? Our uh, th- there was one guy who was on the morning show today, and he he said that really you have to treat the Valentine's Day gift as as a capital expense. So you think of your relationship in economic terms. You're trying to seal the deal, right? So you're trying to get the ring on the finger. Ring by spring is what they used to say uh, back at the uh, school I went to many years ago. And so to get that to get that ring, the guys have to fork over money. You got to get the candy. You gotta you gotta get the card that says something romantic. You got to get the reservation at Applebee's, and you got to do all this stuff. And if you do this stuff, then you're going to have a better shot at getting a bride. So they look at this as an investment in in your future. That's what they're looking. So they don't mind going into debt a little bit if it's going to result in matrimony down the road. I, is that is that really the thinking out there these days? I'm curious. Or are you more likely to be one of those guys that literally goes out to the gas station and gets, you know, some candy, maybe a Reese's, oh, the four-pack Reese's peanut butter cups. That's a lovely Valentine's Day gift. And then you get some gas station flowers. Do you think, ladies, and I'm curious, maybe the ladies can help us out here. Ladies, what is it you want for Valentine's Day? You know, it's sometimes it's just hard for guys to figure it out. And can you tell the difference when the, can you tell if the flowers came from a gas station or the florist? I've always wanted to know that. I'm just curious. They all smell the same. Well, there might be a little bit of gas smell, but you know, otherwise it smells great, looks great. 844-747-8868 is our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. Or maybe, maybe uh, some of you would just rather, you know, 
forget the candy, forget the flowers. I just, you know, let's order out, you know, grab a pizza. It could be head on down to the barbecue joint. And just so so the wife doesn't have to cook, that's happy Valentine's Day, honey. But I am curious how much effort, how much time people are putting into the um, the Valentine's Day things this year. 844-747-8868 is our toll-free telephone number. We're monitoring the situation out of D.C. Uh, we'll let you know when the lights come back on. They should have been back on by now. Uh, we will also um, be talking to our favorite official young conservative from the great state of Montana, Riley Neeson's coming up. He's been on the show a time or two. And your calls as well. By the way, ToddSterns.com. Great website. A lot of great information for you there. We'll be right back, America. on how new the relationship is. You'll probably spend a good amount of money on the new relationship, but as it goes on for like 10, 20, 30 years, the spending tends to go down. Just give her a Chick-fil-A bag full of Chick-fil-A sandwiches and maybe some red face masks. Just saying. What? <laughs> Thank you, Mark from the Villages. What's going on down there at America's Friendliest Hometown? Now, I, look, I think Chick-fil-A is a great date night. What is it? Cracker Barrel. They're actually doing this thing where if you get engaged at Cracker Barrel, you could win, like, free food for I don't know how long, so however much you can handle, I suppose, of the chicken fried chicken or what's it? Uncle, uh, no, Uncle Walt. That's Red Lobster. Anyway, hey, let's go to Rebecca in Maine, W-L-O-B. Rebecca, got to help us out here. All righty. So, hello, Mr. Starnes. I hope you're having a wonderful day. Lovely day. Val- Thank you. Yes. I have been doing Valentine's for a lot of years with my with my special happy hubby. And uh, he gets me, I'm telling you, because I have a little poem for you. Roses are red. Violets are blue. I don't want chocolate. Give me pew pew. Poo-poo? Pew-pew. Oh, no. pew-pew. My apologies. What? <laughs> Nobody wants poo-poo. Yeah. Pew- What's pew-pew? Pew? Well, it's bullets for my gun. Oh. He gets me. Pew-pew. Oh, <laughs> oh, I get it. That's the lady gun. Pew-pew. That's, That's a lady gun. Yeah, it's pew-pew. Okay. He gets me. But I want to, that guy who was kind of dissing on Chick-fil-A, I got to tell you, a good Chick-fil-A is a great way to romance somebody because, you wait in a line here in Maine for Chick-fil-A. And if somebody's willing to wait in line for Chick-fil-A for somebody, that must be special. That's love. That is love right that, there. That is love. All right. Anyway. Rebecca, thank you. Appreciate that information. By the way, there was a place in Memphis years ago, and they used to have a date night, Rebecca. Or we, Rebecca hung up my apologies. But they used to have a date night at the barbecue joint, and it was also a shooting range. And uh, you could get like two barbecued dinners and 
couple of rounds of ammo and man that's that's good southern loving right there all right welcome back to the todd stearns radio show good to have you with us today 844-747-8868 now look uh as much as people are talking about ron DeSantis, uh there's been a lot of scuttlebutt about nikki haley uh throwing her name into the hat and she's making a big announcement coming up and i know that our official and i don't even know if riley neeson knows but riley you have been I guess upgraded to our official young conservative. How, congratulations! Awesome, thank you. <laughs> I'm not sure it comes with a pay increase, but you know, it, it's the it's a tough economy right now, Riley. Right, of course. <laughs> By the way, before we get to that, though, I mean, you're there in Montana. Did you see what was that like with the big Chinese spy balloon over your state? You know, I didn't actually get to see the balloon, but I had um, friends and family in Billings, Montana, that actually got to see it kind of crazy did they try to and, shoot it down or anything or? They, i mean they should have of course it's, so I, I did see a military you know aircraft flying above bozeman I, i'm not sure to, going where but there was definitely an increase in that activity is that right okay that's that is just insane and a lot of people don't realize that is a massive state and there i mean what about a million people live in montana yep all right, it's it's uh, what a weird story that was. So let's talk about Nikki Haley because I know that you're a big Nikki Haley fan. I am. I, I really like her. All right, so you you went from. I mean, I know that you are a huge Trump supporter. So why Nikki Haley? What do you like, Nikki? You know, I I I like her opinions. I like her stances on pretty much everything. Um, and I really like her demeanor. I like her more gentle tone, and I kind of think that's what we need right now to bring you know the country together. And so I just think that she is the correct person for what we're just facing right now. There is um, there's a lot of talk that maybe she's not even running for the presidency as much as she wants to be Trump's VP. Uh, would you? I mean, if if the presidency doesn't turn out well, would you, could you see her taking on that role? You know, I could, and I, I think Nikki Haley on any ticket would be a great addition. Why do you say so, that? I I just really think that she has what it takes you know i've listened to her speak many times and i think she's a very eloquent speaker she seems to be very cordial um i i just i like a lot about her now you are also a big fan i know of governor christy Nome out of south dakota um there had there has been a lot of talk that maybe she might be thinking about doing something on a more national level uh what are you what are you hearing in those parts you know i i i'm also seeing that i really do think that she's trying to go somewhere. I'm not quite sure where that is yet. You know, she pledged to the citizens of South Dakota that she wasn't going to do that until she completed her um, second term as governor. So I'm not quite sure what, what that's going to be. What is she What is she like, Riley? How is she How is she governing there? You know, she she does a really good job. I mean, she, she really just promotes freedom across the state. She's um, initiated a lot of good legislation that I think will do a lot of good for the state. She's Looking at getting rid of the sales tax for food in South Dakota, which I think will be, I mean, awesome with the current economy. Uh, I don't know if you caught any of the speeches uh, yesterday, but I was really impressed with Sarah Sanders. And you've been a proponent for a long time of term limits, and you've got a problem with all those old people up on Capitol Hill. Uh, I'm yes, curious, sir. what do you think about Sarah Sanders? I thought she did a good, good job. That's a hard speech to give. You know, I think I, I didn't get to catch the whole speech I was working last night, but I, I caught little um, clips of it this morning, and what I saw, she did an excellent job. 
But again, she made the point that it is time to pass the mantle. And she pointed out she's 40 years old, the youngest governor in the nation. And Joe Biden, 80 years old, the oldest president we've we've had. Why is it important in, in your estimation that we have younger voices? Well, I mean, for Joe Biden, for example, I mean, that man has not served in the private sector for who knows how long. You know, I mean, he's completely out of touch of like what it's like to be just a regular citizen. And I think um, that's an important perspective that we need in Washington, D.C. And I think the younger generation um, has a better chance of bringing that. You ever think about running for office one of these days? You know, maybe someday. Not now, though. It's yeah. a crazy right now. <laughs> yeah, well, yes, it is. But I think to your point, though, when you look at President Biden, you're right. This is a guy that was, what, in his 30s? Uh, when he went to Washington, he has not held a private sector job, and yet his family is worth tens of millions of dollars. And you wonder, okay, wait, wait, how, how did that happen? Right. Uh, yeah, it's just, just ridiculous, honestly. It is. It is. Well, Riley, let's see what happens. I, I think, though, that the Republicans are going to have to specifically reach out to younger generations and do a much better job at recruiting um you know millennials and especially generation z how do you, how do they do that you know i think they just need to um talk about the issues that our generations are facing we need to stop doing them back and forth with the democrats and really show that we have a plan that can solve you know what my generation fears you know i love it Riley, all right, we're going to let you get back to it. Good hearing from you. You're doing well otherwise? Yes, sir. All right, good. Well, the staff here says hello. They enjoyed when you came down to visit in Memphis, and we'll have to get you back down here one of these days. Sounds good. Awesome. Thank you, Mr. Starn. All right. Riley Neeson, our official young conservative. That's how Grace Baker is framing Riley now. So uh, there you go. We'll, we'll have to get him business cards or something, I suppose. All right. 844-747-8868, our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. Oh, we got an update on Jerry the King Lawler. So he's doing well, apparently. His uh, Twitter, oh, there's a picture of him, and uh, he's in the hospital, got a Royal Rumble ball cap on, but he looks good. He says, thanks, everyone, for prayers, and he's recovering from the stroke. So there you go. That's good news. All right, we got to take a break here. Open lines, ladies and gentlemen. So whatever you want to talk about, we will talk about in the final uh, 15 minutes of the program. Our telephone number again, 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Stern Show. All right, welcome back to the Todd Starnes Radio Show. Boy, these school boards around uh, the nation, whoo, getting a little hot up there. So I live in a, a, a suburb of Memphis called Germantown, Tennessee, and uh, there have been some issues over there with the school system. And uh, any of you folks who might be listening in that area, I'd be curious to hear your thoughts. So was this last night, yesterday, we, we received some audio of a mom speaking at a Germantown school board meeting, uh, raising some concerns about the local middle school. Take a, This is mind-blowing. Uh, take a listen. Good evening. My name is Carrie Schween. Tonight, we must push politics aside and find common ground. 
I believe that common ground is our children. I, along with other parents and other children in our district, have discovered that there are serious incidents between a student and a teacher at Houston Middle School. These incidents put the safety of children at risk, and we, as a community, have been kept in the dark. It might even be that you, as board members, were kept in the dark. So, what is happening at Houston Middle? It is alleged that a male 7th grade teacher was given a coffee mug by a male 7th grade student that read, Best Boyfriend. We know that after receiving this mug, this teacher did not return it nor report it. He used it in plain sight for all the children to see. Yes, he received a best boyfriend mug from an 11-year-old student and decided to use it for his entire class. It is also alleged that this same teacher would swap clothes with the same student who gave him this mug and possibly others. Yes, this teacher let other students, including the one who gave him the mug, wear his clothes during school hours. It is also alleged that this teacher has routinely allowed other male students to hang on him and hug him inappropriately. Students would come up from behind this teacher and hug him, including the student who gave him the coffee mug. And most disturbing, it appears this entire situation was discovered because this teacher was messaging this student after hours on personal cell phones. So, what were the consequences? Mr. Chatham, Mr. Curry, Mr. Strain, Ms. Griffith, Ms. Oaf. If you don't believe me in my words tonight, fine. But please, do your due diligence and ask HMS administration Ask the district office and ask yourselves why you did not know about these allegations. And when you do ask, you have a duty to share those answers with the public you are sworn to serve. During the last school board campaign, I raised these very concerns only to be told that such behavior does not happen here. We are not Loudoun County and that I am a fear monger. In fact, most of you on this board wrote an email of questionable legality condemning me, and yet here we are tonight. Houston, we have a problem, and the problem will not go away no matter how, how no matter, or be hidden no matter how hard you try or how many awards you give. Oh, wow. So to our knowledge, the school board there in uh, Germantown, Tennessee has not responded to these allegations uh this individual raising these concerns at a um at the school board meeting and uh, it's uh, sort of blowing up there on the message boards on social media but i'm i'm curious to know even in some conservative districts you know we're starting to hear these weird reports and i think it's a it's a good reminder to step back and and to, to, to ask yourself, okay, do I really know what's going on in my local school district? I mean, you're paying the bills. Even if you don't have a kid in the school, you are still paying the bills. You're a taxpayer. Your money's being used to fund all of this stuff. And a lot of folks, and especially in conservative areas, suburban areas, just like in Loudoun County, Virginia, 
you may not be aware of just how woke the school system is. Does that mean every teacher in every school and every classroom is is woke? No, no, it does not. There are good teachers out there who are just doing their jobs and trying to teach their kids and trying to do the very best job they can do. But as Libs of TikTok has shown us, there are other teachers who are advancing a radical agenda. Now, there may there may very well be an innocent explanation for everything you heard that parent say, but there may not be. I don't know. But when the school and the school board does not provide information, when they are not transparent, when they're and I get it if they're dealing with employment issues, there's not much they can say. But ultimately, you have to wonder, these radicalized teachers, and by the way, our number 844-747-8868, again, 844-747-8868. But these radicalized teachers, are they really doing this for the kids? Are they are they in the classroom for the kids, or are they in there to advance an agenda? Or are they in there to, to, to receive some sort of personal affirmation of who they are and what pronoun they choose to be? I'm just, I'm just wondering. You see these videos on TikTok, and it's not like they're – we're not talking about one or two. We're talking about hundreds, hundreds of these folks. And how many times have we actually heard them say – I, these these um, prefer, these pronoun these and they're confused. They're pronoun confused people. And how many times have we heard them say, "I want my kids to affirm me"? How many times? So there's there's something going on in the public school system, and it's it is it's coming it's coming from the universities and the colleges. And you better wake up. You better wake up. So I I appreciate this mom, and she ran for school board, and it was an ugly race. And again, she's making these allegations, and we'll see we'll see what comes of it. But what a mess! All right, eight four four seven four seven eighty eight sixty eight is our toll free telephone number. That's eight four four seven four seven eighty eight sixty eight. Norman in North Carolina. Hi, Norman. What's on your mind? Hey, I'm I'm uh, I wanted to tell you that I think you're the best after Rush Limbaugh that's on the air today and and I really appreciate what you do. Wow, um, well thank you. And I wanted to tell you that uh in Statesville here I intend to harass legally out on the street with some signs in the very near future the AT&T uh offices and the direct tv offices regarding this censorship i think it's horrible what they've done and i would like to think that there's other people that might get involved doing this norman i hope so and you know be nice and respectful about it you sound like a great decent man and uh, i have no doubt that you will be but we got to do it and we have to take these stands and if we do norman we're gonna we're gonna be able to to 
to make them do the right thing. And you got you to gotta go down this path to do it, but I think it's going to be worth it in the end. Norman, God bless you. Thanks for that uh, comment and that compliment. We really appreciate that. All right, folks, we got to scoot out of here. Been a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. This is the Todd Stearns Radio Show. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.